Rip it, Dan. And see, and that's a professional because there's currently no theme song playing right now. Normally, but you I would knew. hear you the theme it, song right after. You timed it perfectly. After, yeah. I timed it perfectly because I am a fucking pro. And you know how I know I'm a pro? Because, Stefan, we're, we're 10 episodes away from, from the big century. And oh, that's wow, when, that's right. This, this is episode 90, isn't this it? This is episode 90, yes. Oh Hello, goodness. friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Block Party, and this is episode 90, 10 episodes away from the big one double O. And uh, we have a great guest here to celebrate this phenomenal milestone with us. She is a writer for the New Republic. Libby Watson is here. Hi, Libby. Hi, Libby. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you of for course. doing the show. And uh, how do you personally feel about us reaching this milestone of episode number 90? Well, I mean, we've all been we've all been counting up. Uh, you know, many people are saying uh, that 90 is actually a lot more impressive than 100 in many ways. Um, and, you know, I'd have to count myself in that camp. Yeah, it's, I agree. it's a cooler number. I think it's just a cooler number for sure. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's the because to me, it's like the highest uh, you can get in like the double digits. Obviously, 99 is. But you know what I mean? Once once you're at 90, what's past that in double digits? Nothing. So it's the best of the double digits. And 100 is the worst of the triple digits. So yeah. that's and you have I to consider like the triple digits go on forever. So it's like so, yeah, I agree. Like when you get to 90, you're like damn these next like nine episodes that's fun we're like getting somewhere yeah then you get to a hundred and you're just like uh, well fuck crescendo really uh exactly this is, yeah this is start, we starting to take off and then when you get to a hundred you're just gonna all the way down so you're it's right. like uh it's like that simpsons episode where homer is climbing the mountain and he keeps like getting to what he thinks is the top and then there's like just so much more mountain to go that's, that's, right. that's yeah. what i that's what i feel this is so i feel like very happy right now before we get to 100, and then once I get to 100, it's just going to be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I've been eating everything in bar this? form to prepare for this. <laughs> what a, gr what a great and episode. A great what a episode. episode. Really Be Becca yeah. and I have been re-watching The Simpsons, and we are, like, about four episodes away from that one. So I'm pretty excited. Oh, wow. I've been, I've been doing the same. I, this is actually my second Simpsons rewatch since quarantine began. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker. I just... <sighs> I just have trouble watching new stuff and especially with the Simpsons it's like it's the best show um and it's just so hard for me to to make myself watch anything else really when when the Simpsons is there um and you know I had a really bad migraine recently and I was just like it was one of those days where I was just like you know I just I need this right now I really need the, the most comforting possible thing and that is the Simpsons might Are I you? suggest uh, King of the Hill season? Like, That's on three my list. Seven? Yes, um, yeah. I, I have a list of stuff to watch, uh, and because um, I'm I'm going back to visit my mum uh, in a couple weeks in England because she's not very well, and uh, I so I, to do that I have to spend two weeks quarantining by myself in a cottage in the English countryside where I'd literally. Even if I wanted to go somewhere, I won't be able to because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so I'm going to be completely trapped. Um, and so I, I have a big list of stuff to watch while I'm there. And King of the Hill is number one on the list. Nice. It's, that, uh, that's a it's very, very good. I know. I think John's on board with King of the Hill as well. Yeah, I haven't watched it since it was on TV, but I'm not I'm not against it. That's for sure. Uh, and ironically, King of the Hill, they just did that very brief crossover joke. I just watched the episode where Bart plays football. Oh, and yeah. uh, and they just the, the Hank and the family show up for like two seconds because they like beat the yeah. shit out of Arlen. Yeah. And then we he's drove like, oh, 2000 we... miles for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So good. And I, I think, Libby, it's it's cool that you are like, I feel like um, 
you know, you're living up to kind of your British heritage, like the idea that you're going to quarantine in a cottage on the English countryside for two weeks is I think what like most North Americans just imagine Britain is. Yeah, it's 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 a really like stereotypical place. It's actually the village where I, I went to primary school. So it's not the village where I grew up, but it's one over from us. Um, and it, it really is like, I think how Americans imagine the Cotswolds is is where I'm going to be, uh, which I think will be great for, you know, a few days. And then I'm going to go fucking insane because I'm not going to be able to <laughs> like, you know, I can't even there's no McDonald's, you know, there's no no Starbucks. Like it's not, it's not civilization, but you Um, do have your, you have your Nintendo switch, right? I do. I will be bringing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be, that'll be a lifesaver. I I'm, I'm a little upset that, um, fall guys isn't out on switch because it it seems when I first feels like a switch game, it does. But then what I thought, uh, when I thought about it, I was like, wait a second. It does seem like a perfect, like handheld game. Uh, it's, it's that switch, like cartoony style. But then the issue is that uh, it relies on like good online play Mm. and the switch is like notoriously bad for doing like anything online. Um, So it's, it's too bad. It's like, I I think if there was some sort of single player version of fall guys, it'd be perfect for the switch. But I, that's all I've been playing the past week. I mean, it is just, it's incredible. Have have you tried it yet, Libby? No, I haven't. I've heard it's good and I know nothing about what, it's about at all. I I have no idea what what kind of game it is even. So I should probably look into that. I would say it's like if all of the good Mario Party mini games were combined into one game, and then they lost the whole board game aspect of it. Basically, oh damn, that um, does sound good. It's it's. I mean, it's super fun. I knew at some point one of John or I would bring this game up. Um, yeah, I've been playing it. I've been playing it a lot, and. Um, it's uh yeah i like it and um i hate uh i hate a lot of the people that play it and um, you've got you got your win as well i've won three times now wow uh, okay but i cannot win at hexagon and it is really affecting my ability to gain crowns because i think i'm i've made a lot of finals i'm gonna be honest I, and i don't want you know i don't want people listening at home to feel like i'm bragging or anything but like i've made i mean we're talking 25 30 35 finals i'm probably 0 for 15 on hexagon and it is it's killing me honestly it's a disgrace to my family and uh and and to me so i've won hexagon once and i've come second like three or four times in it yeah i've come second a few times what hexagon is hexagon to me feels like the most mario party minigame out of out of all of them so what hexagon is is it's a six-sided shape um (laughs) it's a polyhedron and uh i don't know if you slow down What's a yeah. shape? <laughs> yeah. So well, you know a square, you know a circle. <laughs> Hexagon for, for our listeners who don't know what it is as well, it, it's the it's it's one of the final round uh, games you can get, one of the three final round games you can get. And there are these like six layers of hexagons basically. Uh or, or these six layers of all these hexagons like stuck together. And yeah, like, a, classic, honey, like, like a honeycomb. Yeah, in a classic like Mario Party video game, minigame uh fashion. If you if you step on a platform, it disappears within like half a second. So you have to constantly be moving and try and like stay on them. Otherwise, you fall to the next level down and the next level after that. And there's like six levels, I believe, and then it's just slime underneath. You fall in the slime, you die. That's so, so you're stressful. To stay on. It's it is the most stre- I and like it's stressful enough when I'm like playing it by myself. But we've been playing it like on the stream a lot, and so when you can see people in the chat like mm. yelling like at you and like you? telling oh, you where man. to go and stuff, it just like. 
<sighs> I can't. That would, this is, would drive this is me why nuts. I, I haven't gone into Twitch streaming at all. I've thought about it so many times, just like starting a Twitch stream just to play Zelda or whatever. But I just I hate when, <laughs> when like when my husband watches me game and he is what I call a backseat gamer. He just constantly is telling me what to do. And I know that if literally one person in the entire chat was like, was a telling me what to do and B was right about it. I would just, I had immediately rage quit. Like it would just piss me off way too much. I'd be like, yeah, I know I was going to do that next. I almost I, feel like Zelda would be such a bad game for that too, because you'd mm-hmm. have people being like, Oh, so did you go to this cave yet? Did you get this? Yeah, did yeah. you get this weapon yet? Oh, you didn't even. Right. Oh, you haven't even. Wait, sorry, what? You haven't even got that shrine yet. You just walked by that shrine. What right, are you like? Exactly. Because there, it, like, I feel like at least with Fall Guys, it's pretty instant. Like people are yelling at you, Stefan, but like the game's yeah. over in thirty seconds. Exactly. Whereas yeah. like Zelda, you'd get all these guys who, you know, are on there just being like, "Oh my god, you haven't even." <sighs> Because there's just so many different ways to beat that game. Totally. Do you guys ever watch uh, one thing, especially in quarantine? One thing I've really gotten into is watching uh, speedruns of games. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the speedruns of Breath of the Wild, where they beat it in like 20 minutes and will just like launch off the plateau at the beginning with like just the, they're just wearing the little like loincloth and they have like a wooden stick and they go and beat Ganondorf. Like it's just mind blowing. Speedruns are like one of my main background noise things for like when I'm working or when I'm trying to go to sleep. And I've I've probably watched the the like four hour Breath of the Wild speedrun from GDQ a few years ago, like I don't know, fifteen times or something, just like from having it on in the background while I sleep and whatever. And it's just still so impressive to me that they are so precise and just like I mean, just things that like, I mean, I, I'm probably at like, I don't know, 500 hours or something on that game. And I still, you know, like die to Lionel sometimes and like, you know, have to use a lot of, you know, like food and, you know, status changing things to, to be able to beat, you know, like difficult enemies and stuff. And they just like are so precise and they just get it right every single time. And I'm just like, damn, it's, it should be an Olympic sport. Is the, is the four hour <laughs> one, is that all the shrines? It's like all main quests is the category. So it's like, oh it's not all the shrines, but you have to, he has to like get the master sword. He has to beat all the divine beasts and stuff. I mean, the ones where they just go straight to Ganon are really, really cool. Um, yeah. Because it, it's like the minimum possible, uh, you know, gameplay or whatever. But I, I, I tend to go for the, the, I watch a lot of the Zelda speedruns and like, there's one that's a Majora's Mask one that's like five hours and that's a hundred percent. And that one is really good because like obviously with Majora's Mask you have to contend with you know the like different stuff happening on different days like you know the three days and like you know you have to get it all done before you go back in time and whatever and so that's a really satisfying one to to watch because they have to like root it so specifically man this is the nerdiest shit i can't believe that's okay our our listeners are all nerds they love this shit they're gonna they're gonna love this We, we were talking about summoning salt uh, the, yeah, the YouTuber last week they loved last it. week, which was great. the The craziest speedruns to me are the ones where they're like somehow like rewriting the game itself. You yeah. see it in like the Super Nintendo ones, I think. And I I don't know if they can do it in N sixty four or not, but like that to me, I've I've had that explained to me in like summoning solve videos and other videos so many times, and I'm just too stupid to understand it. So I just me go, with, well, they're they're rewriting the game somehow mm-hmm. to like benefit themselves. I feel like there is a Majora's Mask one like that where they somehow do it 
where they like spawn on the moon directly, like almost immediately. Yeah. And it's just... there were really good ones that the randomizer ones. Like I was just watching this Ocarina of Time randomizer one where like you have to beat the game um, and like all the items are mixed up. So like obviously you know you need light arrows to finish the game or whatever. But it might be in Dodongo's cavern or it might be at, you know in like some random chest in the spirit temple or whatever. And so. It was like this co-op one that they did during the Corona relief done quick where um, these like two guys are working together to like find all of the items so they can finish the game or whatever. And it's really cool because it's like it is the game that, you know, but it's also not at all. It's completely different. So uh, it's a good way to like because obviously if you've played that game as much as I have, it kind of gets a bit repetitive even watching the speed runs or whatever. Um, but that one's really good because it like mixes it up. Yeah. yeah so here's a here's a question. Are our speedrunners themselves are they cool that's a great question like is it cool like is it cool i think about this a lot like i think about like when you like people who go to gdq every year like there must be like speedrunning celebrities who are like yeah a like you know signing autographs and stuff and be like you know at the parties, like, yeah, you know, getting laid. girls coming up to them. Yeah. Exactly. Being like, like are oh you my getting God. laid? Like, you're like, oh yeah, I have the top time on super monkey ball too. You want to, <laughs> you want to come back to my room or That what? speed run is actually really impressive. By it the is way. really impressive. I <laughs> yeah. know, but I'm just saying They're like getting laid and it's from Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, is it, is it cool? Is, is there like a, is there like a sex factor there? Cause I'm not sure. I, I like, Undoubtedly. I mean, there I, has I think, to be. Yeah, you think so? Like, I think the accomplishment is cool, but I think everyone I've ever seen do speedrunning is not. Except for actually the one guy who did the Mike Tyson's punch out blindfolded. He seemed like kind of cool. Yeah, every now and then you get one who who's, who seems like, you know, possibly sort of normal. And, you know, that's not to say <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not normal either. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I'm cool at all. I'm the opposite. But like, Obviously, it's a very specific, very sort of nerdy community. But when you have that kind of tight knit kind of like niche community or whatever, I think that then you can really clean up with the people that are in that community, you know? Yeah. It's just, are there enough women in that? Like, I don't know enough no, about it. Well, that's like, the I feel other like, thing. It's like, there's right? normally like two or three women in, in the crowd, you know, or whatever. So right. I doubt it's like the Olympic village where they're handing out condoms or whatever. <laughs> they just have like one small soup bowl of condoms. Like it's not, you know, like in the Olympic village, they always say it's like this giant, like cauldron of condoms yeah. when you walk yeah. in or whatever. But at GDQ, it's just like a little, it looks like a tiny little appetizer soup bowl. Yeah. It's like I dusty. Just, maybe that is like a motivation though. They just reuse like, the same one every year. <laughs> yeah maybe that's motivation though because you're like okay i'm gonna go to gdq and i know that there's only gonna be three women there and only one of them is single so right. i'm gonna so i'm gonna have to really like i'm gonna really have to step my game up and be really good at this you know? this is my yeah, year in, in, Bub- in bubsy 3d like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna shatter the bubsy record. yeah i'm gonna crush it you, you know what though there does have there i bet there's some star power associated with the game too oh right? for sure yeah yeah like if you're again bubsy 3d you're a little squirrel collecting balls of yarn that game sucks like <laughs> you should you shouldn't be proud of yourself for, for being good at that game you know buck bumble great great theme song great music in that game horrible game overall Gex, Gex the Gecko. I mean, my God, uh, we we tried playing that on the stream once, and we had to turn it off after like ten minutes. Is and that the one it, where uh, like he's James Bond on the cover, like Gex yes, enter, and, enter the Gecko and or whatever? And he's voiced by Dana Gould. Oh no way, really? Yeah, no. and he has like the same like four one-liners over and over again. And it, it was, it's one of, it's so fun 
looking back at games like that that were marketed as like the Mario 64 killer. Like this is the next Mario. <laughs> All those games like that. And I think the only one that even came close was like Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I was going to say Banjo-Kazooie, oh, I think. Banjo and like DK64, but like Donkey Kong obviously had like the built-in, you know, that's like a Nintendo rare, but like Banjo I I love that game. Oh, oh it's such God. a good game. It's Ever, the closest for sure. Another good speedrun to watch as well. Actually, the the banjo speedruns are pretty fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I haven't seen the speedrun for that. I God, I'm gonna watch so many speedruns this afternoon. I have nothing <laughs> to do this afternoon. It's it's nice. speedrun time. I think. It really I is. do. I'm gonna watch the Leafs probably lose and then want to die again. <laughs> that's my that's my afternoon. Again, I, I'm telling you, it's this has I, been a busy week. This has been a busy week of watching hockey playoffs and playing Fall Guys. I have I've I've backed off of sports entirely, and I and I I checked the more I checked the morning after, and the Canucks officially made the playoffs, and I was like, well, that's you know that's good for them, but I just can't I can't deal with the stress. I'm like already so stressed all the time as it is, and I just can't. I've like voluntarily backed away from like right. 23 years of fandom, which sounds completely insane. Like, it sounds insane to be a fan for 23 years, and it also sounds equally insane to just be like, okay, I'm done. Especially when they're, like, getting good. But I just can't, I can't deal with the stress. And uh, I don't know. I think I feel I lucky think, now to, to not have to care about any sports team. That's just one thing I don't have to worry about. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's good. I, I do want to find a sports team to get into, and, and I'm, I, I, I think I'm making a big mistake here because I want to get into, I am, I am a, a soccer fan. I'm watching the Champions League, and that's great and everything. But I want to like jump on a, a bandwagon for a Premier League team, and the team that I'm leaning towards because I always used to play them, uh, play with them in FIFA growing up is Newcastle United, uh, and they're like not very good. Huge and they're mistake. Very, they have a very sad history. Huge mistake. Uh, ugly that, jerseys. Ugly jerseys. Bad team. I like the jerseys though. I like the kit. The black and white like stripes. It. Don't like it. So I, I, like, I like the black and white stripes too. All right. They look like refs. That's just not for me. It's a working class uh, coal mining city, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. And that's what you relate to? Like, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. A bunch of, uh, just a bunch of working class chaps uh, yeah. uh, picking 100%. themselves up on bootstraps. You're just sitting in that's, your fucking 13th floor apartment working my, online my, all day. In my gamer chair. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I really respect their work ethic, you know? I would, say, I would say Twitch streaming is the coal mining of online jobs. <laughs> what absolutely okay. i let okay go ahead go ahead dig into this metaphor well, how is twitch a lot streaming of, a lot the of, coal a lot of, mining okay a lot of twitch streamers get in trouble for uh, having blackface and coal <laughs> miners get the coal so <laughs> oh okay i'll give you that one that was a good joke i wasn't sure where you're okay. gonna go with that one but i'll give you that that was a good i thought you were gonna go a little more with the like oh it's like a slog we got to do it every day it's a, you know you have people yelling go, at you know you. i'm going it's, down into the content mines is how i would, yeah is how I yeah look at it. no um, and that, I, I, that's where i thought you were going but i like the the blackface joke won me over i okay. will allow i will now right. allow you to have this take I Thank still you. don't think that that you should tell people though, like when you're no. wearing your like two hundred dollar uh, Nike T shirt, uh, that you know that you you relate to Newcastle. You know, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say that. I would just I, say, hey, I played as them on FIFA. I liked Alan Shearer growing up. You know, yeah, and, and Alan Craig, Shearer and Craig, is crazy. Craig Bellamy is he actually? Oh yeah, he's a nutball. Like okay, in what way? Because I don't want you to ruin my my burgeoning fandom already. Oh, it's, I don't it's still actually pretty early. know. You can still bail out. <laughs> yeah, you don't have so you to can always back out. out. I don't. Do, do think you mean he's he, is is he like like politically crazy or is he just like a weird guy? 
Uh, no, I just think he's like a weird guy. Yeah, like if you just search uh, Alan Shearer bad, uh, it's fine. You know, it's just mostly talking about him playing poor. No, I just mean like, I think isn't he like kind of crazy like in interviews and stuff? Like he's just kind of a wild card, I think. I sort of like that though. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen, I'm, I'm saying this without having seen any of his interviews, which is a huge risk, I guess. But I don't know who uh, my other team would, would even be. If this, it's not is Newcastle. Not, this is not great. I just Googled Alan Shearer and the top result is... <laughs> from one day ago from oh, the no. BBC Blackburn crash motorcyclist killed in crash on Alan Shearer way. Okay. So right. Cause he played for Blackburn. Okay. Yeah, he had nothing to do with it, but it was just like, I was just like, Oh, that's, that's the, that's the top Alan, result. That's a little bit. Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer getting like dozens of Google alerts a year on his name of people dying <laughs> in car accidents on the road on, right on his street. Does that happen to like celebrities and athletes who get roads named after them? And they have, because I'm sure a lot of them have Google Alerts set up for their names. And it's like, oh God, another three car pile up with two people. Alan Shearer just wakes up in the morning. He's like drunken motorcyclist slams into Lambo. Can I, can I, can I switch my road to a cul de sac, please? Honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, he thought he wanted like Main Street to be renamed yeah, after like him freeway. and then he realized. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So, okay, if you're in, if you're in the Discord and, and, or if you follow us on Twitter, let me know which Premier League team I should bandwagon on because I am leaning towards Newcastle because I, I, I feel like another the – big, the big aspect for me is it can't be a team where it's like, oh, well, of course you're bandwagoning them. They're good. You know, they're going right. to win. I don't want that. You know, I don't want, I don't want hope. I just want to have a bit of fun. You know what I mean? Right. So I think Newcastle is, is, the, is the favor right now. Um, I don't know what my other options are, but if, if anyone knows, I mean, just, if you guys know, if you have any suggestions, I'm, I'm all yours. Whatever the other options are, just make sure it's a town that's known for its labor. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, because that is really important to Stefan as a yeah. blue, as a blue collar man himself, uh, from, from a blue collar family. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very, well, Libby, I mean, you're from the UK. You could probably provide better insight than we can. I kind of think that like, you should go for like a league one or league two team, like really go like, you should you know, uh, support my hometown, which I think if, if there's a league seven, then it's probably in that. I really, I really <laughs> okay. don't know. Uh, what is, what, what's the, what's the town? The town is Banbury. It really is like minor, minor, minor league. Like whatever. If Fanbury. I think it's like if there's a fifth league, I think it might be that. Banbury. Banbury United it? FC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Southern League Premier Division Central. Um, <laughs> so not so even just the not not even just the Southern League Premier Division, the yeah. Central one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, so, don't support Banbury. Don't support Banbury because you won't even be able to find information on if there are ever games. Um, I don't yeah, even know never... what people like what teams people would support when I was growing up because, like, I guess we're kind of close to Birmingham and also, but then like we're like maybe an hour and a half from London, but there's like a ton of London teams, so I yeah. really don't know. But I can tell you if you pick a town, whether it's like a Tory town or whether it's it's uh, a good. So I do, I have, uh, I have on my, on my mom's side, I have, I have family in Stoke on Trent. Okay. So I don't know if, is Stoke, is that a good, is that a good working class city? You know, honestly, I have no idea. I'm not from the North. <laughs> um, and, okay. uh, is it even in the North? I don't, I don't know. I've been here long enough that, um, I, I think my, my brain has kind of pushed out a lot of the information, any information I had about England is kind of being shoved out for, uh, apparently speed runs and, uh, <laughs> you know, the street names in Washington. Um, so, uh, I, I always struggle when Americans always ask me like, Oh, what, what should I do in London? Or, um, Oh, what's Leeds like or whatever. I'm like, 
don't know. I, I can tell you about Banbury. Well, <laughs> no, I'm really not a lot lie. better traveled in, in the US than I am in England. Stoke on Trent, uh, uh, there. Because <laughs> um, they, their the, team is Stoke, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Stoke City. But this is yeah. this is a very English sentence. Again, I'm going to say here. Uh, Stoke on Trent is the home of the pottery industry in England and is commonly known as the potteries with the local residents known as potters. Okay. Is that so, like a nickname for their team? Like the Stoke yeah, City Potter? Okay. Yeah. You know so, what? That's I mean, a that's pretty co- good. I, I love like the Banbury. Cool. Ban- Banbury is uh, the Puritans. Well, and that <laughs> their logo is man. very Puritan, which is really funny. But Stefan, I think you could actually cheer for Banbury United FC because their best player's name is Steve Diggin. Okay. So blue collar, a, you know, he's that's, Diggin. That, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a cool name. Okay. All right. I think we're getting somewhere. We, we've we've the we've ban- got the ban- somewhere. Hello, speed running actually, to this, you know, to close the circle. There is, I remember a few years ago, there was a scandal, uh, or it wasn't even really a a scandal. There was a newspaper story about how David Cameron had attended a festival in Banbury where people put on blackface. And they, yes, and they defend it as like, oh, it's not, it's not actually blackface. It's, um, and then it's supposedly some tradition that I think maybe comes from the Netherlands, which is also very well, suspect. Oh, yeah. yes. the, the Dutch love their blackface. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was now, very like, we've been doing it for a hundred years and it's nothing to do with race thing. And David Cameron took a picture with a bunch of people in blackface. Yeah, I'm looking was, it up right now. now is this where yeah. he did he fuck the pig here? Is this where he fucked the pig? Yeah. <laughs> it was after the it was during the Blackface Festival. Uh, it says, Yeah, David Cameron risks row by posing with blacked up Morris dancers. Yeah, we we call uh, it blacking up in the UK, which is really so much worse than blackface. Even worse. That sounds yeah. way worse. Oh my god. <laughs> it says some <laughs> say the tradition of blacking up among Morris, believed to derive from Moorish dancers, is racist, a charge vehemently denied by its adherents. The Morris Ring, the National oh, the, Association. So, sorry, of the guys who the guys who wear the blackface are Yeah, it's not they, racist. They, they, man. they know racist. people okay. listen they yeah. they can and they can say it because they're friends with racists but um <laughs> the morris ring the national association of men's morris club says it dates back to when dancing for money was prohibited and so people taking part wanted to avoid being recognized others have suggested people with pagan beliefs donned the disguise so that they would not be recognized by the local church uh and then yeah so so really they're just saying like hey it's actually just a mask it's a mask we're like we're just hiding ourselves we don't want to be seen as white people, so we're going to paint our faces black. Which it's okay. that is that is some of the Bad worst disguise, logic honestly. I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, if that was how they were hiding their identities, I very poor effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great, not great at all. So yeah, good good job, David Cameron. Even this article is like. Uh, in a move that many politicians might have avoided, <laughs> David Cameron posed <laughs> for a picture with these dancers. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we've made progress because I think if if Boris did that now, there would be more than one article in in the Guardian. I think it would be maybe at least a two day story instead of just being like, oh, David Cameron shouldn't have done that, and then just completely disappearing. Um, I think we've made a little progress there. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's it's twenty twenty. So we're, uh, we're, oh. we're getting somewhere. The, mm-hmm. the closing quote of this article is real bad. Just before we get on to our social media updates, we might as well close this off with a very <laughs> sad quote. Oh, no. It says this year, the prospective labor parliamentary candidate, Will Straw, was accused of racism after posing with blacked up Lancastrian dancers. He told his critics to, quote, mug up on their history. Oh, 
I thought so, I honestly thought you were gonna say uh, Will Straw died in a car accident on Alan Shearer way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He got he got smoked. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dying in a car accident, let's move on to our social media updates. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. Libby, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? Oh, not very much. You know, actually, I was thinking about how I'm actually one of the worst guests you could have. You've been great. <laughs> but, um, you just leave it there. But um, <laughs> because I've uh, I've been very, you know, I think I finally kind of kicked my Twitter habit in a lot of ways. Um, I don't tweet very much anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I went through a, a phase of, like, constantly deleting the Twitter app and then something would happen where I would decide I had to, I had to reinstall it and, and so on. And, but it's been a couple months now and I haven't felt the urge to reinstall it or whatever. So I only really read Twitter, you know, I barely read it at all on the weekends. I read it during the day for work, obviously. Um, but other than that, I'm not really like glued to it. Uh, I did see one good tweet today though, uh, which I'll tell you about if you'd like, do you know who Toby Young is? No, no. So this is a, this is a British guy um, who is like, He's, he's sort of a, a free speech warrior of, um, you know, across the pond. Uh, and um, he's he's like sort of one of these guys who's trying to make the culture war thing in the UK um, in the way that it is in America. I think he kind of recognizes how successful it's been in America. So he's, he's uh, you know, I think he was like appointed to the Tory government um, to be like their like free speech minister or whatever. And then... Mm um had that rescinded because he sucks or whatever but anyway today uh he tweeted this incredible thing <clears throat> we've introduced a dating forum at lockdownskeptics.org so singles who feel the same way about the virus can meet and not have to worry about differing attitudes to social distancing oh my god ah so i guess and it's a dating service good. for yeah exactly yeah so it's for people <laughs> who all don't believe in masks to uh go and fuck each other until they die which is it's great yeah, I actually so, think it's kind of cool because because yeah. like you hate to have that conversation on Tinder, you know, where it's like, <laughs> so you down to fuck right now or aren't, what? So right aren't, now? aren't aren't dating services for people who don't believe in masks right now? Aren't those just going to a bar like currently? <laughs> Isn't that you basically it? Yeah, you would think. Yeah, you I'm, can I'm find all the like minded people. That is very good. I don't know what uh, I don't know what it would be called, but. I like it. Uh, is so he he's he's building this this dating app or or it's just like just, a forum? Uh, you know, I'm just I'm uh, I'm checking I'm checking it out. Uh, we've decided to devote a page in the forums, the forums of lockdownskeptics.org for people okay, looking for romance. Go. I'm okay. going to check this out Lock, and see if I can uh, lockdownskeptics.org, which is already just a great website name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm I. Uh, okay, don't seem to be able Forms. to find any kind of uh, sex posting. Hopefully, I don't have to oh, sign love in a COVID climate. Here we go. Oh my god, there are so many posts. Oh, oh. fuck. This yeah, sucks. there we go. Yeah. There we go. This is good. Ooh, play yeah. your cards right, and I'll marry you. Now that yeah. is a good. Politically homeless gent. This is good. F thirties. Yeah. 
This is from Mitch. <laughs> Clever and good-looking guy. Happy to date and kiss unmasked 35 to 50 ladies. Slim, intelligent, confident, and kind. North Derbyshire, South Yorkshire. And then, and then Lisa Redgrave wrote, Thank you, Mitch. Very cool. To which Mitch responded, You're welcome, Lisa. It's even better in real life. Where are you at? And she hasn't got I back mean, to him yet. So oh my God. this is this is just brutal. Everyone on here sounds exactly the same. Like here, here's so this is seeking an intelligent man, and this could just be posted for like everyone on this forum. I assume, thirty-seven year old woman, intelligent, looking for a skeptical, mask-free man to rebel with. Snowflakes need not apply. The ideal candidate will be thirty-five to forty-five, funny, clever, and a classical liberal. Good luck with that. If you fit the bill, then post below. And then a little winky face emoji. And it's like a really shitty one that you get. It's like the fourth rate emojis you get on forums nowadays. <laughs> this this is... one is good. This is uh, from someone called Mr. Tweed. Um, <laughs> which is, I think Come on. might be a fake name, but I'm not sure. Uh, I was divorced a few years ago. Great start. Um, and I'm not oh. buying this lockdown business one jot. Seems to be a big distraction from all the illegal immigrants flooding into this country. Why are the government covering it up? Uh, anyway, would love to grab a drink with anybody local to the Orpington area. Orpington. Orpington, Orpington. come on now. Yeah, very real place, yeah. Uh, That's the uh, knitting industry is uh, relative right, exactly, to Orpington, yeah. yeah. The Orpington knitters, yeah. I did find uh, someone pretending to be Graham Linehan on here. On like oh, the very great. first page. <laughs> oh, that's great. Se seeking lockdown and gender critical lady. Recent yeah. uh, divorcee. Uh, 52 years old. Real man. Looking to find a real lady for companionship. Interests include comedy, musicals, defending women online against the woke liberal mob. This is a real passion of mine. So if you find me out of my racing car shaped bed during the night, then don't be concerned. <laughs> Smiley face. Oh, I honestly is... did think it was him for a second there until yeah. I saw the yeah. racing car bed. <laughs> almost this still is, could be this is a good one uh i, I just this res this response is very good this is from sammy uh hi guys new on here like most people i guess seeing what everyone has been up to and see how it goes and then this is the response hi sammy what are your interests and are you an incel <laughs> God. so so pretty good uh, so amazing. so the website again is lockdownskeptics.org slash forums uh, and we'll post this in the discord uh don't go on there and post a bunch of fake uh uh personal ads on there that would that would be awful please don't yeah, do don't, that don't do all, that to all of our listeners we would hate that if you did that do not yeah. do that please yeah don't do it <laughs> oh my god Libby, thank you for providing me with like hours of entertainment looking oh, through these. Oh man, yeah, this is just <laughs> This is so bleak. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is oh god. Sonia, 56 lady in Hampshire. I'm a 56-year-old lady, though I'm told I look much younger. Been separated for years but never divorced. Three teenage children. I voted for Brexit and for this uh, conservative government. Looking for a man for evenings out in friendship. Struggling to find a man who is a skeptic like me. Had two dates recently who both thought it was acceptable to turn up in fabric face masks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not acceptable. No great stuff oh i i didn't mention this off the off the top but i i was like accosted by an old white lady for wearing a face mask the other day were you i, I was Why? going grocery shopping and this this old lady stopped me and i thought she was like maybe gonna ask for directions or something and she was like why are you wearing that halloween mask like an asian person would and it was oh, just like jesus oh, christ no it was and oh. and so i just kind of looked at her and walked God. off and then she was like asking people to help her walk up a hill and everyone was ignoring her. So I feel like there's a happy ending there at least. 
But it was what just like, what, is, what the is fuck like, is wrong with you? Yeah, and like, surely there's a lot of people wearing masks. So like, what about you? Was it specifically that she decided she had to, uh, to pick on you and I, mention I, the Asians? I, I have I have no idea. I mean, it's just I, I I feel like she was like kind of stopped on the corner, and I think she was like stopping people and like making comments to like everyone, oh. but also asking for help walking up uh, Canby Street. This this there's a bit of a hill there, and everyone was just like, uh, no, <laughs> you seem like a horrible. Person. You should have uh, you should have told her that your girlfriend is Asian and then she might have died of a heart attack. Yeah, that that might have that might have worked. That I might mean, have got it. You should have been like uh, like an Asian. You mean like my girlfriend? It was just it just she like just explode, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I just like didn't know what to say. I just kind of like I was like very taken aback and then just like turned and walked away. Like I I didn't want to like start anything, you know. But it was just like it was very very because like Vancouver generally they're pretty good with masks. And even if people aren't wearing masks, no one is accosting you for wearing a mask. That's the first time that happened to me. Right. Uh, And so it just like, it was, I was very taken aback by it. Um, But hopefully she's still trying to get up that hill. So. (laughs) (laughs) Stefan, what's going on on your social media? Well, uh, so I think probably people know what I'm going to be talking about uh, for my, (laughs) for my social media update this episode, because I posted about this uh, yesterday Jesse Single, uh, and I, I looked up how to pronounce his name because I think uh, it's polite to refer to people the way they would like to be referred to. Wait, sorry, uh, sorry. You so wait. You <laughs> looked up some so like so you're saying like it's important when you're gonna maybe like do something or talk about someone that you do just like a just cursory amount of research. Know? Yeah, you know, just to make sure that you say their name right. Maybe don't copy ideas that are already. Well, that's I mean that's one thing, done, or you know? or you know for pronouns for instance or yes make, I mean, that's or important. making pizza because i don't know what the fuck uh recipe he was using uh to make the pizza that he made and then decided to post on twitter but look i'm i'm not the best cook in the world but john you've you've seen my pizza your pizza is solid dude like I, you, and i mean and you like our listeners know if your pizza sucked, I would clown on it big time. For sure. And obviously, like, my pizza opinions, that's a whole other thing. Well, but, yeah. But you, you've also come to the light in that I, regard yes, as I, well. Yes, I, I have. That is true. But in terms, of, in terms of making pizza, I know how to make pizza from scratch. It's, it's fairly straightforward, uh, making pizza dough from scratch. Uh, it's nothing too complicated. Um, and it's not too complicated to make sure your pizza is the correct shape, be that a rectangle or uh, a circle, the more popular option. Um, those, are sh- those are shapes, Libby. Yeah. Got it. I've been doing yep. some research while you've been talking, yep. and I think I, I understand. Okay, good. But Jesse Single uh, posted a picture of what I am I am calling the nastiest pizza uh, that I have ever seen posted online. Um, so now uh, let's talk about. So I, I would say the main competitor, right, is is the left all beef pizza, right, with no no cheese, no sauce, left beef. It's that, or it's the old something awful post about uh, what pizza should look like, and it, oh, it should look yes. like a big like soup or whatever. Right. Yes. Um, that's so. Those. Th- th- this is in that tier. This I is think. this is a abo- this is so those were S tier shitty pizzas, and this is somehow above S tier for shitty interesting pizzas. okay and so granted the picture that i i posted a screen grab of it and it's it was uncooked um the cooked pizza does not look that much better the cooked pizza looks like uh 
uh, going back to Breath of the Wild, it looks like a shield you would get early on in the game that would break after like two hits, and it's shaped like it too. Um, very, very nasty looking pizza. But the the pizza pre cooked, I mean, look, I I you know the, before you put the pizza in, it's not gonna necess- it doesn't have to look amazing, but it should look like pizza, and it is possible to make uncooked pizza still look appetizing. You know, you can look at it and be like, oh, that's gonna, that looks good right now. And that's going to look even better when it gets cooked, you know? Whereas, I mean, this to me looks like if the uh, failed clone scene in Alien Resurrection was somehow about pizza. And Ripley had to go in and light this thing up with a flamethrower. And I think that's how it was cooked also. But it's, so <laughs> it's shaped, it's, it's shaped like the letter D. Um, the, yeah, it looks like the Anaheim Ducks logo. It does. The dough is soaking wet. <laughs> which it's not supposed look the dough is it's not, the dough's not going to be dry but it's not supposed to be glistening uh like it yeah. is in this picture uh there is uh maybe a uh teaspoon of sauce on the bottom half of of the uh pizza uh there is a tiny uh sprinkling of mozzarella cheese and then uh it is covered and i mean covered in the slimiest onions i've ever seen i think it's one thing if uh, he had like cut the onions and cooked them correctly, but the fact that the onions themselves, and John, I know how John hates onions. I hate onions. John and and this is enough to make me agree with John on onions. This makes me well, not like onions anymore. The thing that was weird for me about this was that he was kind of like he was sort of positioning it like I fucked up the shape of this pizza, so in order to save it. He, like here's the only thing that could make this pizza good is dumping wet old onions on top like as and many as possible look, like no one is ever like fuck if only this dish had a metric ton of onions it, on top look, of it yes. then it could be good it's one thing to to make a pizza that bad and and not everyone is 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 a great cook and not maybe people are good cooks but they they're not great with pizza and that's totally fine don't post it don't post a picture. Don't of that post it. That's online. what I kept thinking. I have look, don't have I, to post it. Yeah, exactly. I so I saw the picture too, and uh, you know I I was thinking back to I kind of have you know at the beginning of quarantine I started making more pizzas, uh, just you know like simple cast iron skillet like nothing fancy no pizza stone you know like they weren't always the right shape um, you know I do find uh, dough a little you know, tricky when it comes to shaping and stuff. And I would never think to post a photo of a, uh, probably a raw pizza at all. Um, because it doesn't look good when it's raw. The point is when it's cooked and it's brown and it's bubbling and the cheese is, is melted and stuff like that. Um, but definitely not if, <laughs> if it looked like that, the onions, the onions look like they came from the bottom of a pond. Like they were so, <laughs> they were so white. Um, but with just like, he's clear, he clearly browned them first, but not very well. So they were just kind of sort of starting to get burned on the edges, but still very white and slimy in the middle. And yeah, just the idea of sort of treating the wound of, uh, the fucked up uh, D-shaped pizza by dumping onions on it. I, I don't understand. Uh, and I don't, I think what really troubles me about this is that the fact that he felt comfortable posting it means that he has a community of supportive people around him that would go, ha ha, that's happened to me, you know, 
So I'm still, I'm sure it was nice though. And I hate to think that I hate to think that he has all these people around him that would be nice to him about it. Um, I, I will know, say the majority be... of the replies, the majority of the replies were kind of clowning on him for it. Even That's from great. people who were like ostensibly his, his, his fans and supporters. Um, but it, it just, I mean, I, I'm just looking at it right now and it's just, it's yeah. so, it's so upsetting. It looks, it's... it looks to me like in like a horror movie when, uh, there's like a, a, a guard or like a military guy walking around, you know, the monsters on the loose and then a bunch of drool drips down from the ceiling and he like looks up and the monsters there. This looks like if, if you looked up, there's something had drooled this onto this, this pizza. I mean, it is so, it is so glistening and like slippery. And, and I mean, just the shape, like I, I I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so uh, uh, offended by it. It's, it's just, it looks, it looks to me like something you would cook on like day three after an earthquake. <laughs> like all you have left in the house is like a pre-made pizza dough, uh, like spoonful of tomato sauce, a handful of mozzarella and onions. And then you try to cook it with a Bic lighter. So, so that's the other like, thing. This is all I have. I have nothing else. My house is in ruins. I have to make this. That's the other thing. I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys this, this tweet in the chat right here, but he followed this up by making more pizza the next day, which is fine. You know, get off the horse, get back on again. And I, and I understand you're know, trying to make pizza, whatever, you know, it's, it's good. You're learning. And I will say this pizza, uh, it's shaped like a pizza. Uh, it, it's, it's round. It looks from a distance, vaguely, uh, pizza esque. And then when you get closer, you, you see the mozzarella is, uh, is like ripped up into like little cubes because I don't think he had a cheese grater. Um, and there's just not very much sauce. And he even notes that he didn't have enough mozzarella uh or or sauce uh to to make this pizza and pizza is something when you are making it and i usually make it on you know a saturday night or a sunday night it you plan ahead for it you know you make sure if you're making pizza i'm gonna have enough uh pizza sauce i'm gonna have enough cheese for the pizza like so if you're if you've made this 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 just abomination of a pizza the night before go out and make sure you have the ingredients at least when you're when you're going at it again so it's it's just it's a, a disaster on on so many levels. I just hate um, I hate this tweet. I hate I hate this fucking tweet. Okay, <laughs> here's what mm-hmm. he says. Here's what he says. He says so. He says could be the case that I'll bake pizza tonight. Then he threads. Why does he say it. bake pizza? I because he's an idiot. Make pizza. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. It could be it could be the case. I'll bake pizza tonight. And this this tweet this fucking collection of words is so brutal. He says, okay, she's in tonight. It went flawlessly, except that I had less moz and sauce left than I thought. So the flavor carpet is somewhat more threadbare than I would have liked. Luckily, I had a lot of onions, so I think the end result will be tasty. I didn't mention the onions again. Kill me with the onions. Kill me. Flavor carpet. Flavor carpet. Are you Stefan? I would rather listen to Stefan talk about how sauce and cheese are toppings for 40 hours then hear someone refer to sauce and cheese as the flavor carpet on a pizza you know you want to know you know you want to know what pizza i made two weeks ago so this is and this was not even this is not even a tomato sauce pizza this is a white pizza so for the sauce i had an artichoke uh and truffle pesto as the sauce uh, it's actually mozzarella. called the flavor carpet stuff. Well, that's right. With some with some cheddar cheese, with some aged cheddar cheese and some mozzarella, and that was it. Just a nice white pizza, you know. And and it's just like it's. First of all, I think it's fairly easy to make a pizza from scratch, gen- generally speaking. Um, but it's it's also 
fairly easy to just make sure the pizza is like normal in terms of like what you're putting on it. And then third, it's also easy to take a good picture of the pizza once it's done because I'll, I'll give him some credit. Once it's cooked, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. His, 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 too much crust, but other than that, it looks pretty good. Too too much crust, but that, that's, you know, that's, that's a challenge. I mean, I get that, but like, especially compared to the pizza from the night before, this is, I mean, leagues, this is miles ahead of, of where he was at. So, you know, keep, keep trying at it, but just stop with the onions. Stop. Don't say flavor carpet ever again. Never again, please. I mean, yeah. And, and you don't have to post the, the process. We don't need to see the raw pizza. I mean, that's just too much. John, All right. what's going on your social media? Well, this one, I mean, I don't like this one either. It's not great. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. This one, I have to give a shout out to Xylenes in the Discord uh, because uh, they posted this in the, in the Discord. Uh, this is from, uh, this was a tweet from at Jay Nooch, uh, honest Jabe on Twitter. And she just wrote just a very simple tweet. Uh, she wrote men spend at least 40% of their life farting, which, yeah. you know, fair enough. I'm a man. I think, and I think it's higher to be honest. I fart a lot. So, you know, fair play. Uh, this is the response <laughs> to this is like, so we talk about, we talk about Dutch posts on this show. Uh, quite a bit Libby. And so th- th- it's funny that you were talking about the Dutch doing blackface earlier. Cause that is kind of part of the whole Dutch posting sort of oeuvre, but uh, essentially uh, yeah, that generally if, if you're trying to like make a joke on Twitter and there's like a pedantic response in your, in your replies, chances are pretty good. It's a Dutch person cause they don't understand oh, humor. You've blown um, my mind because that's something that I instinctively knew without no, like without realizing I knew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So this yeah. is uh I don't know if this guy's Dutch, but I can only assume. Uh, so again, so the tweet was men spend at least 40% of their life farting. This is the response from uh, at Stan Edward blood journalist. You're hanging around the wrong men. All it takes to cut down the amount of gas you produce is an elimination diet and careful study of what triggers it. You avoid those foods and take medication if needed. Boys spend 40% of their life farting. Men take control of their bowels. Oh my God, dude. That's the 2020 version of boys have swag, men have class. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's so good. Are you serious? First I'm of all, serious. I'm Dutch. dead serious. That's a that's I, a real tweet. I I am I promise. This is a promise to the listeners of Block Party. I will never take medicine to stop farting. Okay. <laughs> if yeah, any, well, if, if anything, I'll take medicine, medicine to fart more. Okay. Will you Will you spend your days writing down in a diary exactly what you ate and how much you farted after you ate it? in order to figure out which things are making you fart. Because that's that, to me, is really what makes the tweet. It's not the medicine. Anyone can pop a pill. It's spending probably minutes or hours a day noting down carefully every single emission, every every yeah. snack. Uh, you know, think about how detailed that guy's getting. He's probably doing volume, smell, like, oh, for sure. frequency, Just sound. filling out a moleskin with a fart journal. I mean, that, yeah, is, fart, that is completely insane. He's got fart a whole 17, room full of loud of and smelly again. <laughs> see, I think, I think I could see myself doing a fart journal where it was like, okay, this is the food I want to eat if I want to do, like, a really big fart. You know what I mean? <laughs> But not if it was right, one where it's like, project, this is how I like, you know. yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's, that's a, that's a personal thing. Like that could be a lot of fun potentially for me. It's <laughs> like, well, I, I, it's just a lot of guesswork. It's like, I, I guess I had, you know, I had a bunch of zucchini yesterday, for instance, I guess that's why 
this is happening right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want the mystery yes. to be ruined for me. It's too know? clinical. It's, you know, this is part of the richness of life is, is yes. not always knowing what thing that you ate made you fart, you know? Exactly. Because I think that would also ruin it too. Like if I could easily make myself have just huge, nasty farts all the time, it just wouldn't be fun anymore, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, the fun exactly. of it, I think, the fun of it is when it's like a nice surprise, like once a month. I think, I think John agrees. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't mind. A, I don't mind. You know, you got to like variety is the spice of life, as they say. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love this reply in the in the in the mentions as well. Someone wrote, I used to post on a forum where some guy ridiculed people who wiped their ass because it meant they're unhealthy. He claimed his diet was so clean that he never had to wipe. That's amazing. What? Oh, my God. <sighs> it's great stuff. And again, I, I will say, I think 40 percent is that's underestimating it. You know, that just reminded me, I think, of a post that I think I saw. I don't know whether it was Twitter or maybe a forum when I was a teen or something. And it was a very similar thing where it was a guy saying that if you when you shit, if you get splashback from the water, that means that you're unhealthy because it shouldn't be so violent or heavy, I think, was the idea. I think, I think the idea was that it should sort of drift in quietly and gently into the water. What? And if if you're getting hit with water, that means that, you know, your shit's too, too big. <laughs> it should like, it should like knife in the water, like an Olympic. Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Completely silently. <laughs> That's oh so God. funny. There's another good uh, reply here from CJ Barrett. I went on a form of elimination that cut me. Uh, I went on a form of an elimination diet that helped me cut down on farts. It was a surgery to remove my colon and now I can't do it anymore. The ultimate control over the bowel. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. Uh, uh, wow. Thank you uh, very much for Xylenes to pointing that out uh, or for pointing that out to us. And uh, speaking of pointing things out to us, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see the post. It's a block tale. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. All right, uh, Libby, you told us about this block before the show, and I am excited for it. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and I was I was trying to think about this last night. You know, Stefan messaged me last night. She'd be like, you know, I hope you're ready to do the show. And I was like, shit, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, put, you put down Breath of the Wild, you're like, Fuck. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I had to turn off the speed run. Um, yeah, I, I was worried that you know, my appearance on this show would be kind of like how I imagine I'm going to be when I'm in the nursing home when I'm old, which is just like, you know, anytime I try to describe anything that happened more than a week ago, uh, it's just sort of half remembered. And, oh, there was that guy who said, but then, oh, but he, he wasn't the, that guy, actually, it was a different guy, because I don't remember anything anymore. The internet's completely ruined my memory. And I also delete my tweets. So, um, you know, to stop myself getting gamergated or whatever. So it's, uh, it's very hard for me to remember anything. And I know I was, I was like, oh, surely I know that tons of people have blocked me, but I couldn't remember anything. But then I remembered and this is going to be it's the story is going to be slightly fuzzy because all the evidence of the, of the tweet is gone. But uh, the New York Times reporter Glenn Thrush 
who uh, was briefly demoted um, in 2017 after uh, it emerged that he had a pattern of uh, sexually harassing other young female reporters um, and a huge dipshit who wears a really annoying hat all the time, and that's like his thing. Um, he uh, was he was briefly remanded to the um, I think it was the like New York Metro desk where he covered housing inequality for like six months and then he just went back to covering politics like his punishment was having to cover poor people for once um and then he was allowed back <laughs> onto the national politics desk yeah when you said um, demotion i was like what happens like he's got to go be a part of like the albany courier for like six months and then they like call him <laughs> back up to the big leagues like okay yeah oh you've been in the buffalo times for you know three months okay now you can come right, back. right of New course York. but so of course it's not even that it's like yeah he has to go and cover a very important beat that many reporters who were much more talented and experienced than him would die to cover and then he just got to go and do his white house shit again anyway um and they've never really explained why he was allowed to do that um but anyway uh all of this was irrelevant to that i think this was actually before he uh got me to um when uh Roger Ailes died in 2017. Um, the, you know, fucking disgusting old Fox News dragon who was also a huge perv. Um, he tweeted something like, and this is where my nursing home thing comes in. I don't remember exactly what he tweeted, but it was along the lines of, uh, you know, say what you will about Roger Ailes, but it's a, it's a oh. true tragedy when anybody dies. And, you know, he had a family and all that shit. Right. Um, Jesus. They don't remind I... us that there's more ales out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to believe that that was the last one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should be the tweet. Roger Ailes is the last surviving Ailes family member. The, the line has ended and everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's important to remember that's good. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I, again, I don't have a, a memory anymore, so I don't really remember exactly what it was that I said to him, but I imagine it was along the lines of like, lol or fuck you or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I instantly caught the block. He was just immediately, it was just like lightning, just uh, immediately blocked, um, which was frustrating because at the time I was also blocked by his um, reporting partner, Maggie Haberman, who uh, they, they were kind of like the, the big duo. Um, and actually they were going to write a book together until Thrush got me too. And then that got canceled. Um, so for a long time, I couldn't, uh, like a lot of the time people, people will quote tweet them when they report little tidbits from the white house. Like, you know, oh, Trump was spotted in his dressing gown, like yelling at a plant or whatever. Um, and, uh, I would just not, I would not have any idea because people would either be quote tweeting Maggie Haberman or Glenn Thrush and I couldn't see what it was. So yeah. I had no idea how, what the news was for like six months. How, how, how are you going to know if uh, Trump is more cornered than ever before? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I need my Trump isolation watch updates all the yeah. time. Is he more or less isolated than ever before? <laughs> They've backed him even further into the corner. He's starting to become a part of the wall. <laughs> so bad. Um, we got a great listener block this week as well. This one is fun because it's a it's a follow up to last week. So last week we had Jacob Samuel on the show and he talked about being blocked by Garfield Eats. Uh, which Libby, if you're not familiar, is a is an Uber Eats restaurant in Toronto that serves only Garfield themed pizza and cappuccino. 
Uh, those are the only two menu they're items. Called, uh, they're called Garfachinos. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you're wondering, they're called they're they're called Garfachinos. And and, and and when you and when you go order food at the restaurant, uh, they have like the panels you can order food from. You can watch the Garfield cartoon on there. Yeah, wow. while you're ordering, yeah. and the yeah. whole thing is particularly odious. Mm-hmm. But wow. uh, thank you. Okay. Pretty good, right? Oh my god! Now, yeah. uh, anyway, we got a good follow-up. Sorry, John. From... John telling a, a funny joke. Is this the new normal? <laughs> uh, hey, okay. All right. And I see what you did there. And, and your I name do... is John too. So anyway, our buckle up yeah. for this block tale. <laughs> god damn it! Uh, <laughs> this one comes in from Colin, uh, and he says uh, that th- this is the the Port Authority bus terminal lover versus Garfield eats Instagram block. Uh, so he says, uh, I just started listening to the Jacob Samuel versus Garfield Eats episode, and I realized I had to write you immediately. I was blocked by the official Garfield Eats Instagram page for a character I played called at P-A-B-T underscore Garfield underscore love. The summary of the account was that I was posting images and comments on my feed and in Garfield Eats's feed, begging them to open up a second Garfield Eats location inside the Port Authority bus terminal in New York for months <laughs> before they even opened the Toronto location. <laughs> <laughs> if you've <laughs> it's such a good fit if you've never been to port authority it's an absolute shithole it is single-handedly the worst and most disgusting building in all of new york and because i commute through it every day i am intimately familiar with it it is a dark dreary damp and disgusting maze of a building with a brick shithouse exterior and noxious fumes from diesel fueled buses pouring out onto 8th and 9th avenue in, in new york Because of this, I concluded that this would be the perfect building for a second Garfield Eats location as they were meant for each other. Look up Port Authority Interior and you'll see for yourself how perfect of a place it would be for a Garfield themed restaurant. I was blocked by the main Garfield Eats account for continually posting variations of please, Mr. At Garfield Eats app, open up another famous restaurant in the good pizza desert that is New York in their comments section. I was not blocked, however, by Nathan Masri, the chief engagement officer of Garfield Eats. So I started tagging him. Of course, because his, <laughs> of course, because his ego is massive, he believed I was legitimately praising his awful restaurant to the point that he uh, shared a screenshot of his Instagram notifications to the Garfield Eats Twitter page with my comment on it, along with a follow from Vorhor64. I stopped with. The- <laughs> <laughs> I stopped with the troll after actually going to Garfield Eats in July of 2019 with my girlfriend and ordering an orange juice infused Garfacino, which oh. I can only describe oh. as having a thick layer of cum floating at the top. <laughs> the pizza, a Garfarita, was awful and worse <laughs> than any dollar slice pizza place I've ever been to in New York. I lost the desire to continue the bit, but I still dream of Garfield Eats expanding into the Port Authority bus terminal. Colin. Do you think uh, Jesse Single was trying to make a Garfield pizza? <laughs> he might have been. That's honestly yeah, that kind of the shape it, of it. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for sending that wow. in, Colin. If you have a listener block <laughs> that you want to send in that might get read on the show, you can send it into blocked at blockedparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website, which is blockedparty.com. You can also follow us, uh, or sorry, you can donate to the show on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash blockedparty, where $5 a month gets you three bonus episodes every month. And this month, we've actually, uh, we've kind of fixed 
fixed our newsletter tiers a little bit. So previously, uh, we had a $4 newsletter tier where you would just get newsletters written by Stefan and myself or an $8 tier where you would get the bonus episodes and the newsletter. And we decided to start paying some freelance writers. So we're actually uh, having three freelancers every month also write newsletters. So now for $8, you're getting five newsletters a month and three bonus episodes. It's a great deal. And we're helping some writers get paid uh, in the midst of a, a very troubling time for writers right now. So uh, and, if you want to... Sorry, we're also very close to the smoothie tier, which True, I feel like we should mention. We're about to drink the Canada juice. Uh, Stefan and I are going to have to drink a smoothie that consists of maple syrup, Timbits, cheese curds, uh, banana, and... Uh, one other thing. Oh, oh beaver, beaver buzz. buzz. Energy drink. Ugh, it's going to yeah. be so gross. But anyway, yeah, we're very close to that as well. So, so help, yeah. us, help us hit that. We're, we're almost there. Yeah. So go to patreon.com slash block party. You can find out all that info right there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod. You can rate and review the show on iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us. Uh, in the old iTunes algorithm. Uh, Libby, we're here at the end of the show. Before we finish, we always like to end the show with a top three. Uh, what do you have for us, please? Um, yeah, I was I was thinking, Stefan, I know you also have a, an adorable little cat. Um, and so I want to talk about top three parts of a cat. Yes. Yes, Ooh. I love that. Should I go okay, first? So, or? Uh, yeah, go, go, so do your number three first, and then we'll, we'll go around. Oh, number three. All right. Uh, I would say number three part of a cat is uh the very soft little sort of crown of their head um you know it's just like a very small area but very very sleek and shiny that's a great part to pet and they love it too Mm -hmm. that's that's good uh i gotta go my number three and this is maybe more kiki specific but the tips of of the cat's ears yeah uh good to scratch also but kiki uh, we, uh, we rescued her, uh, from, she, she was found almost frozen to death in Northern Manitoba. And so the tips of her ears have frozen off. And so she's got these little like frayed tips and they're very cute and she likes getting them scratched. So I'm going to go with, uh, the tips of the cat's ears. Very John, good. John, John is not a cat guy. So I'm interested where he goes with this. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> you know. uh like cat like you know whatever i think i think my reputation as someone who doesn't like animals uh specifically cats and dogs is a little bit overblown um but i don't really like cats that's true um or no i shouldn't even say that i don't mind other people's cats but i would never want to own one anyway my third favorite part of a cat is probably uh just the the classic tail yeah just that's a good pick, a, honestly. Just love a good tail, you know, a, some, and sometimes cats have like super long tails, which is really cool. Or like Stefan, kind of a similar thing to Kiki, uh, the, uh, the outdoor cat that lived across the street from me when I grew up uh, in Ontario had no tail. It had gotten run over by a car. There you go. Um, a little stump. So, yeah. So it just had like kind of a cute little stump at the back. And and yeah, you know, I mean, there is just something about uh, like deformities on a cat that do kind of make it like... You know, I mean, it's cool. Look at look know? at Grumpy Cat. You know, Bubs the Cat. Yeah, yeah. popular cats. So. Uh, no, so I mean, Digby also has a bit of a her ear missing because she was she has a the ear tip thing because she was a feral and it's cute as hell. You know, it's just that little yeah, thing so. that sets them apart. And Digby, by saying. the way, I, I just want to say is one of my favorite internet cats. Oh, Digby thank is adorable. you. Yeah, very, she's very also cute Kiki. Cat. I mean, Kiki makes the funniest faces. Like she she's just a little person. It's it's amazing. It's um, incredible. Uh, so my my second best part of a cat, I would have to say, is 
I think I'm, you just got to go with the classic tummy. You know, it's always always a risk going in for it. You don't know if you're going to get scratched or not. But when you know when Digby's in a in a sleepy mood and she just she flops over on her on her back and puts her little paws in a very silly position and you know she wants the tummy rub and you know you just feel on it every time yeah because it's very rare i mean kiki will sometimes it seems like she's presenting her belly for a scratch and then it's it's it turns out it was a trap yeah because she just wanted yeah. to like grab you mm-hmm. yeah um, see that's why cats are bullshit <laughs> no but i kind of like it I, like, it's, that's a it's, bullshit that's a bullshit thing it's a fun gamble know? i like it you know like yeah, with a dog like, with a dog you know you can always pet the dog's belly and that gets boring after a while with a cat oh, it's like God. i earned this you know what i mean this is a nice treat yeah, sometimes I like to go to my masseuse, and then when she starts to rub my back, I'm I flip over and just <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck! What the fuck are you doing?" There was no, honestly there was no way for me to finish that joke without sounding like a creep and a bad person. <laughs> I realized that like halfway into it, I think I'm you like, stuck oh, the landing. Fuck. I think you stuck the landing. I didn't I even get like, to me, so you made. I was it, like yeah. scrambling my brain of like, oh, so now I'm so now I'm grabbing the masseuse. That was my plan the whole time. Fuck. So my number that's two. That's what I get. It serves yeah. me right. No, it's okay. I, I think I think I think you're fine. My number two is uh, the chin. Yeah. Very 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 good uh, spot for for scritchums for sure. Um, Sorry, what for scritchums? Scritchums? Yeah, when you're giving the cat scritchums. When you're giving that the small hell? bean a little scritchum. Yeah. What is get... that? What's a scritchum? It's like that this. Sounds... Like giving them scritchums. Oh my god, that sounds like uh, the, it would have been the name of gel pens when we were like, in the <laughs> oh, like, oh, I've got a great collection of scritchums. You I, think it's, a, my I blue think it's one? a hair accessory. It's definitely like yeah, something right. that it's like you know, like eleven-year-old girls put in their hair, and it's it's made of you're like right. translucent plastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. That's a better line than than what it is. Scritchums. Sorry. Does anyone say scritchums. that? Is that normal? That's or did normal. you just make that up? No, it's normal to say scritchums. It's normal, I think. Yeah, really? it's regular. You're, you're that's regular. I'm thinking before. it's weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't get Thank it. you, Libby. Yeah, yeah, that's a cat owner. That's a very normal thing for a cat owner to say. All right, I've never said it, so. So I guess Kiki that's, loves that's scritchums me. under the chin, and it's it's a perfect like location for it too. You know, you just you, you get under there and Where she'll like, tilt her head back. It, you know. And it, yeah, and it's it's just adorable because you can really tell when they're like super into it. And they they, right. they enjoy it quite a bit. So, uh, on, uh the chin and just kind of under under the the head of the cat. right? So, John, you're number two. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the classic pause. Okay. Going to go, gonna go with the pause. And here, I'll be like, you are you sure? Freaks. Are you sure you don't like cats? Because you know a lot about them. I'll be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a tail and pause. Yeah, I mean, this is impressive. I'm going to be like you two freaks. I'll be like, yeah, it's cool. Cause like sometimes they're just nice and fun to play with, but then other times they slash you in the eye with their claws and you never know. And that's, what's cool about cats. So pause number two, pause. Okay. And Libby, number one, number one, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go. And again, this is maybe a little Digby specific, but I mean, you know, listeners who are familiar with Digby, will know that she has a very perfect little mustache marking on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say one of my favorite things to do is to actually rub the mustache area. Like, you know, if, if I, if I like, you know, get just two fingers and just rub that area, like right under her nose, she loves it. And I can even like kiss her, her right there. You know, like I know people get weird about kissing cats on the face or whatever. And it's like, I'm not <laughs> like sticking my tongue down her throat or whatever. That would be weird. <laughs> But, you know, I just, I, I can really, like, give her a little kiss on the cheek, basically. And it is just the most 
transcendent feeling of love. And I just love that. So I guess at least for Digby specifically is that little area between the, the leathery nose and the mouth, uh, which is very, very soft. And again, just a very rare place on a cat. I, uh, that's a great choice for number one. I, I think I have to go, and this is, this is not Kiki specific, although she does have, uh, very good, uh, versions of these, but the toe beans on a cat. Oh yeah. Now, John, do you know what the toe beans are? Now, is that when you, <laughs> that that's yeah. Well, so again, I would have never in my life called them toe beans, but I do not, know you're not, what a, you, you're not a cat owner. So, but I do know what you mean. It's, yeah. it, I would have called them maybe like pads. Yes. I think that's yes. the, that's sort of I, the I actual called them name. pads until I saw someone call them beans and then they were instantly beans forever. You gotta, you gotta call them right. beans. And my, and toe my, beans. my mom listens to the show and, and she loves Kiki. I send her pictures of Kiki all the time and she, Aww. she loves Kiki and she's always like, I want to get a picture of Kiki's toe beans. If I send her, my mom's oh, asking so for, I was like, hey, feet, show feet, 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 show feet. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Toby sounds like a subsection on a foot fetish website. It's sort of, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but actually it does. Yeah. Kiki, Kiki has the very, very adorable, nice little pink toe beans. Uh, and she's always showing them off uh, when she's when she's laying down or, or curled up or whatever. Are they all uh, the very, same very color? Very, very cute part of the cat. They're all, yeah, they're all like a light pink color. That's, that's the best uh, so color. Digby's are mostly very black, nice but beans. she has one pink bean on each of her front paws which is very adorable because it's just that little little dash the one of, pink bean that's yeah. very cute yeah okay john you're number one cat part this no is one the one we're all the, waiting for yeah no one has said the butthole yet so <laughs> well you guys were just talking about pink beans and it was tough to lay off but the um but uh my my number one and this is gonna so i did have a cat for a little bit and stuff and you'll remember yeah uh, with my ex-girlfriend, she had a cat, and so then I had a cat. That was George um, the cat? George, Great yeah, cat George name, the cat. Too. Great cat name, yeah. Thank Bad you, person yes. Name. He was a name. Bengal. He was a, a freak on a leash. Uh, literally, uh, Bengals like to be walked, so we were those weird cat people that took their cats oh, for walks. that's my dream. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. I promise you. Um, but uh, I, I'm gonna, I will say the the jowls of a cat, very good, uh, because yeah. you know that's again you you can get a nice scratch and and George was a very um, George was very mean um, <laughs> and I think he hated most stuff. Um, but one thing you could always get him with was just like a big jowl scratch. I was like almost the only thing that would make him purr. He wasn't like oh. a cool, you know, he wasn't like a nice cat. So you we didn't purr that often, but yeah, you'd get him get a good scratch right there. And and that's one of those things. It's like consistent across cats. I think most cats you encounter, if you can give them a nice little jowl scratch, then yeah. you're usually you're good to go. So that's my number one. Oh, that was a great that's top very, three. Very respectable. So um, yeah. I'm, respectable I'm impressed choices. with John. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> thank you. I, you did a great job. I try. Listen, I'm, I'm nothing if not, uh, you know, you know, who's going to be impressed is a, Becca. A willing she's gonna, player. She, she, this she's is, gonna she's gonna make you get a cat. Now. It's actually it's gonna, gonna be bad. She yeah, <laughs> she wants to get a cat really bad. She wants to foster cats. That's her whole because uh, we have some we have some friends. Yeah, I know trust me, Libby. I know. <laughs> and so I'm really trying to like I, I'm like a parent showing a kid a, a marijuana video in nineteen ninety-six. It's like <laughs> don't, we just don't do it. Just that's a gateway drug. We don't we're not getting into this. It's because it'll be a problem. You, you guys know. have a big uh, enough apartment for a cat, too. Oh, so yeah, we saying. do. We do. Yeah, no, we do. 
But you should we'll, show yes. her a, a video of Stefan saying scritchums and say, this is your brain on cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, thank you, Libby, uh, for joining us. What a, what a pleasure. Uh, before we go, is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh, thank you. Anytime. Um, no, just, I guess, read The New Republic um, and, you know, subscribe if you like it. And then don't if you don't. Perfect. And people can follow you on Twitter at Libby C. Watson. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but uh, if you if you must, <laughs> I'm right there. But it's an option. Uh, oh, and wonderful. obviously Digby's Digby's Instagram is Digby Mustache on Instagram, so that's that's definitely much better content than my Twitter. That's the best. That's the best content you're putting out. It seems yeah. Uh, yeah. from what Stefan is is saying. So there you go. So Digby Mustache on Instagram, Libby C Watson on Twitter. Thank you again, Libby, for joining us. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, you can donate to the show Patreon.com/slash/BlockParty. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BlockPartyPod. And hey, if you like the show, you can just tell a friend and tell them to listen to it. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye.